we had nobody to cheer us on. You right. know what I mean? So it's like you, we had to cheer ourselves on. Right. You know, so when we get when we get to a certain place, it's like, well, hey, I'm, I'm you know, in your singleness, you uh -huh. that could have been okay because it was just you. Exactly. But now that you're married and you're, you're with somebody else, now you have to share this thing. You have to share this relationship together. Yes. So now the person is trying to get you to like open up and be more freer. Exactly. And say, hey, I, I, I'm with you now. I'm, I want to help you. I wanna, and you're like, no, nah, I, I don't know if I can trust you. Exactly. Marriage Reloaded, Triggers and Patterns, starts now. Hello, hello everyone. Hello. It's an awesome day. It's always a good time when you tune in to the Marriage Reloaded Podcast. And I'm glad to be here today. My name is James Richardson and this is my wife. I'm Trafina Richardson. So, honey... I'm asking you, as I always do, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. All right, all right. I got a surprise for you. Oh, okay. I got a surprise for you. Ooh, I like surprises. On this show. Okay. So you ready for it? Uh, I think so. Okay, all right. Well, listen to this. Love has oh. truly been good to me. Mm. Not even one second or minute have I had since you come my way wow. I'll have you know I gladly go anywhere you take me it's so amazing to be loved I follow you to the moon and the sky above Aww, I thought about that earlier today I said I'm gonna give you a little serenade today to let you know how special you are. Oh, thank you. All right. And so we're, we're, but we're glad to be here with you today uh, just to, just to talk about marriage and just to celebrate marriage. Yes, you know, we yes. celebrate marriage. We're mm -hmm. not, you know, we don't have, this is marriage. This thing is not a drudgery. It's not, right. you know, it, it doesn't have to be. Right. For some people, you know, they go through different things. We've gone yes. through, through different things, but God has brought us out on the other side. So yes. it doesn't have to be all this, you know, oh God, we're just struggling. You yes, know, yes. we're here to give you some keys on how to have a beautiful marriage, marriage yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so I want you to go ahead and tell them about our, our, our books, our tools. Okay. Before we get jump into this topic, because okay. so, we have some exciting topics, yes. a topic to talk, talk about today. Yes. So um, this is our Marriage Reloaded book. Um, if you know someone or you need your marriage reloaded, or you just want to hear our story. Um, this is a great book. If you're engaged or you're thinking about getting married, this is a great book to read simply because we talk about our expectations and what we thought marriage was and what actually really happened and how we got through some tough times, but yet we also, God has is, was triumph in our lives. So this is a great book because there's, uh, I went through cancer, um, it, I've lost a baby, just a whole bunch of stuff we share. And we share a lot of personal testimonies in here. And so this is a great book to get, not just because it's ours, but because it should bless your life. And we take you on a journey. And this is our workbook. Mm -hmm. This is a great workbook simply because when you go through some things or you're going to get married or you're thinking about getting married, there are some great questions in here that you can ask your potential spouse or your spouse. And you be, you can begin to dig up some things early so that you can have some preventive medicine because things are going to happen. 
Things are going to come up. Life is going to happen. And so you'll be a little bit more prepared as you read these books. Mm -hmm. Marriage Reloaded. Do the work. Do the work. Because you have to do the work. That's why we put that on the front of the book. You got to do the work. If you're going to be in a a relationship, in a marriage, Mm -hmm. and you want a beautiful marriage, you got some work to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have that on there. And this book will take you through a process to where you can strengthen your marriage. Yes, and it's worth it. It is. The work is worth it. You know, when we were going through some things in our marriage at the time, it was really difficult. And, you know, we wanted to know when is this hard thing going to be over? Mm. But when we got to the sweet spot, to the goodness of God and to the goodness of our relationship, to the sweet part, it really makes the difference when you just keep going through it. You know, you go through it to get to the other side. And we're on the other side now. You know, we were on the boat just sailing and going through our stuff, jumping dumping luggage and all kind of stuff. But when we got to the other side, the beach was on the other side. Amen. Sunshine. It's beautiful. Yeah. So come on to the other side. Yep. And so you can get these uh, tools. You can get these tools as a package on our website mm-hmm. at uh, www.marriagereloadedllc.com. Mm-hmm. That's marriagereloadedllc.com. And we also do coaching and counseling. So yes. if you need some coaching and counseling, you can get on the website and leave us a message and yes. we'll get back in touch with you because everybody needs help. Yes. A lot of times we don't like to go to counseling. We're not uh, too fond of going to coaching, somebody telling us what to do mm-hmm. in our relationship. But it's it's helpful because we even at a point in time in our relationship, we had to get some counseling oh, and yeah. it helped our marriage to grow tremendously. Yes. So don't just suffer in silence. Yes. Make a decision today, you and your spouse, to say, hey, we need to do something. We need some maintenance here yes. in this relationship. Because if there's a check engine light on, mm. you don't want to continue to keep driving your car with that check engine light on. You need yeah. to go to the shop <laughs> and let them look at it mm-hmm. so they can tell you what's wrong. Yes. So sometimes you need somebody else to look at it mm-hmm. to be able to tell you, hey, this is why you're check kitchen light on is is on in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we don't want to extend that too far, but uh, like I said, all those tools, all those opportunities are on our website at marriage reloaded, LLC.com. But today we've uh, been on a, on a, on a uh, topic of triggers and patterns. Mm -hmm. We talked, we started talking about triggers and patterns last time, and this is part two. Yeah. And so uh, we didn't, we, we wanted to jump right in on here. Last time, we were talking about really uh, emotional triggers. What are emotional triggers? Mm-hmm. And so I just want to read to you the definition of what, what is a trigger? What is an emotional trigger? Uh, and uh, emotional triggers are hot buttons that el- elicit powerful negative emotions. Emotional triggers ten- can develop from insecurities or times when others hurt you in the past. Mm-hmm. The reason why they're so troubling is that, uh, that, that often... They make you react instead of calmly discussing what's bothering you Mm. with your partner. So instead of, you know, responding and talking to your partner about what's really bothering Mm -hmm. you, you react. Yeah. And then it become it can turn into something bad. It can turn into an argument. It can turn into, uh, you know, screaming, yelling and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And or just saying, I don't want to talk to you. I'm mad at you right now. You don't even know why. The person's like, what did I do? Yeah. But you triggered something. You might have said something or did something that triggered something from the past or triggered something and made that person like, man, it's a hot button. Mm -hmm. And and the person doesn't know anything. They have no clue. Like why, you know, every time this happens, you respond this way or you react this way. Mm -hmm. You're not responding, you're reacting, you know? 
And so uh, instead of talking about that thing, it just mm -hmm. blows up into something every single time. Yeah, that's the check engine light. Mm -hmm. Whenever someone is blowing up over something and you're trying to figure it out, that's the check engine. Pay attention to that. Yep. Pay attention to that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So today on part two, we want to talk about overcoming abandonment. Mm -hmm. Because as we were studying, as we were talking about it, we understand that abandonment is a trigger. Yeah. Abandonment is a trigger. Now, mm -hmm. we were just kind of having a discussion because part of abandonment, that what can happen with abandonment is that when people have been abandoned or things have happened in their lives growing mm -hmm. up or mm -hmm. in different times in relationships growing up, they can feel abandoned. And yes. then and so what they try to do is they begin to try to control their they control everything around them. Yes. They control the relationships. <laughs> they control who's in their life, who's not in their life. Mm -hmm. They control all that stuff. They want to yes. control everything because yeah. they, what they're doing is actually trying to stop themselves from being hurt by others. Of course. So the only way that I can do that, because I don't want to feel that that abandonment. I don't right. want that trick. I don't want that trigger to mm -hmm. come up on me. So what I need to do is control everything around me. Yeah. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. and so uh, we, we were talking about a time how I didn't even really know that <laughs> I was, you know, I'm like, I'm not a controlling person. I am not. Mm. And she used to be like, yeah, you like to control things. And I'm yeah. like, no, I don't. Yeah. But then we had this uh, time where we uh, we were in a marriage class and they gave us an assignment to do. They said, yes. we want y'all to go home <laughs> and we want y'all to put this. I guess it was a hundred piece puzzle. together. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, OK, yeah, this will be easy. Yeah. So you can tell them what happened. So what the, the assignment was, you get this hundred piece puzzle it was brand new out of the box. And um, the wife was supposed to make the snacks, whoever make the snacks, light some candles. And the assignment was to put the hundred piece puzzle together. Right. So we began to put this hundred piece puzzle together. And I told him, I've never really done puzzles a lot, but, um, you know, let's do this. You know, so we sat down and we got the snacks on the table, got the candles going. And as we pull all the pieces out, my husband goes, this, this, all the pieces are not here. I said, honey, we opened the box freshly new. All the pieces are here. No, they're not. So he got, he, he, he commenced to uh, counting the pieces. So I just sat there and I let him count the pieces. And he began to get a little frustrated because I was looking at the picture on the box and putting the puzzle together. He said, you know how to do this. I said, well, I'm actually just watching the picture. I'm an audio visual person. And he's the type of person that he's going to figure it out. So when these pieces were not going together, he was saying, there is no way that they put all these pieces together. And I said to him, I said, let's look at the box. Let's look at the box together. And we eventually put the pieces together. But I, he realized something about himself. You want to tell them or you want oh, to yeah, tell Oh, yeah. Yeah. I realized, of course, that. <laughs> <laughs> that at that time, I wanted to make sure that I wanted to control the narrative yes. of what was going on there. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that we couldn't find, uh, we, we were trying to get that thing together. She yeah. was putting it together. But I'm like, no, it, it's got to be uh, a piece missing. It's got to be a piece. But eventually we did find all of the pieces. We, they were I, there. we found out that in that situation, <laughs> I was very controlling. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we don't realize even, you know, how controlling we can be yeah. in a relationship, in a marriage. You know, mm -hmm. we want to control everything that happens. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so that can be that can be very detrimental to a marriage. Well, and then I found out that I was more patient than I thought, you know. So we learned something about each other. Right. Because I told him, just let's stop and just wait. Let's just look at the, the box. And as we looked at the box, then we put it together. And then we were able to bring our puzzle to class 
on that Sunday yes. uh, to our marriage class. Yep. But we just learned something about each other. I encourage uh, couples to go get your 100-piece puzzle. And um, and even if with your friends or you're engaged, do that and, and find out how uh, patient you are or if you're trying to be controlling in the situation. But he was like, I didn't even realize. He was actually getting a little frustrated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because just... Just trying because to do I like it on to, your own. Well, I like to fix things too. Right. That's I'm a, a fixer. Yeah, he's a you know, fixer. So being that I like to fix things, I'm yeah. like, I know what I'm doing. I got this. What do you what you know? I know yeah. you I know you in here, you doing it, but and but she was actually doing it better than better than I was. Not purposely. Patiently. I know, not purposely, together. but I'm just saying yeah. you had better control of, of how to of you know the whole situation, putting it together and it turned out to be a blessing. And I saw the I said we gotta look at the bigger picture. That was one of the things that we learned. Sometimes when you're going through and you're trying to fix things even in your marriage or whatever instead of us trying to fix it we have to stop and look at the bigger picture in the relationship what is actually happening here mm -hmm. and so it was not really just the frustration but as you trying to fix it and sometimes a lot of times men like to just they want to fix it they want to fix it now and it doesn't work like that mm -hmm. in life sometimes you have to take the time to look at the bigger picture slow down eat some snacks along the way enjoy the journey Mm -hmm. That's what I learned from it. Oh yeah, that was that was yeah, <laughs> definitely good because it, yeah. it takes time to put the pieces together. Yes, and that's you, how you it don't is in you life. can't figure everything out all the time, all mm -hmm. at once. It yes. takes a little time. Mm -hmm. You know, you find this piece. Oh, there's a piece that goes with that. And so as you go through your life in your marriage, you're finding all the little pieces mm -hmm. that make it what it is. But yes. it's it's. It's, it's the other thing about the puzzle is, a, is that you can always look at the box yeah. to see the vision. Right. So, you know, OK, this is what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. So we can continue to work and put put these pieces together mm -hmm. in our marriage. Yes. To get to that vision. Yes. That we're seeing. And so you need a vision for mm -hmm. your relationship, because if that's you don't it. have anything that you're looking at, yes. then the pieces that are coming together in your as you go through life, yes. they're not you don't know where they go. That's exactly so you just right. going through this whole time. You're frustrated yes. like I was because mm -hmm. I'm thinking we missing pieces. Yeah. But we got to keep looking at the vision uh -huh. and then keep putting the puzzle together. That's right. Until we reach that goal. Mm -hmm. You know, write the vision. Habakkuk three. Yeah. Write the vision and make it plain. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So as a family, we need a vision. You have to have a vision. Yes. Where your family's going because things are going to come up yep. and you and your vision can get cloudy. Yeah. You know, and in the process of getting to the destination. So you must write your vision down. Yeah. And you and the puzzle, the pieces to the puzzle will come together. Yeah. All right. That was a little sidebar. No sidebar. <laughs> but uh, as far as uh, abandonment is concerned, control is a pattern mm -hmm. that happens in marriages. It's a part. That's what the, that control Abandoned. is the pattern. Mm -hmm. But abandonment is the trigger. Right. That exactly. comes out of it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and, and one of the things that we wrote down here is that because we have experienced abandonment, we seek to control every relationship in our life. Yeah. We talked about that. So we don't, you know, uh, maybe we didn't grow up you know, uh, having that support that we needed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, we had nobody to cheer us on. You right. know what I mean? So it's like you, we had to cheer ourselves on. Right. You know, so when we get when we get to a certain place, it's like, well, hey, I'm, I'm you know, in your singleness, you uh -huh. that could have been okay because it was just you. Exactly. But now that you're married and you're, you're with somebody else, now you have to share this thing. You have to share this relationship together. Yes. So now the person is trying to get you to like open up and be more freer exactly. and say, hey, I, I, I'm with you now. I'm, I want to help you. I wanna, mm -hmm. And you're like, no, nah, I don't know if I can trust you. Exactly. A lot of people don't feel like, man, can I really trust this person 
to, to that they're going to be there for me, that mm-hmm. they're going to take care of me, that they're going to, because I've never had that. Right. So what if you never had that? How do you transition from never having anybody support you to the point now where you trust somebody to be able to take care of you? Yeah, I mean, you have to take baby steps. And the person that you're with is going to have to begin to show you that, that I'm a safe place. Mm-hmm. Because when you haven't had that, um, there is something that, as as time goes on, you have to reciprocate the um, emotions, you know. So when you say to me, I, I know that you've been hurt, uh, you can trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but I'm saying that I will do my very best not to hurt you. There will be times you cannot promise anyone that you will never hurt them. That is impossible and inhumane. You will never be able to walk around and never offend someone or say something that might hurt someone's feelings, mm-hmm. but know the heart of the person. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to destroy you. Right. A lot of times when we got into disagreements, mm-hmm. I always say, why would I try to hurt you? Um, I have your best interest at heart. I never want to hurt you mm-hmm. to the, to the place, you know, where you think I'm doing anything malicious. You have to know the heart of the person that you're dealing with. Um, sometimes if it's damaged goods, the person has damaged, they're damaged goods. Um, I would say that I was damaged goods. I'm still good, but I was I had some damage going on. Mm-hmm. It took some time to trust, but I had to put my trust in God first because uh, the human being is going to mess up. And what happens is when you've been so damaged for so long, your your vision is tainted. You cannot see clear. You're looking anymore. through those a, a lens, a that's red not lens clear. Yeah. that we talks about. We talk mm-hmm. about in our book, and so. Um, Anything that it gets close to that pain, you're gonna reject. You're not. It's like you're building up a brick wall inside of your heart, and what happens is anything or anyone that touched it, you cut them off. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That is to control. It, well, to control, yes. Yeah, to control because, the narrative around yourself. And what we will say it is is I'm placing boundaries. But what happens is you're placing a fortress, a wall around your heart, right. a wall around you, so nothing can get in. And nothing can come out. Right. So that eventually, if you want relationship in life, you're going to have to learn to trust again. Right. Is you're going to have to start from scratch as if it never happened. But you must guard your heart with all diligence. The Bible says that. You have to be wise. Mm-hmm. You can't just let it just rip. Because sometimes people are just, that's just the way they are. Some people are just malicious. And there are some people that are not. You have to know who you're dealing with. You must know who you're dealing with. Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah, and and it's, it's and God definitely... gives us discernment. If we ask for it, we'll get that. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes, and what happens is you can. We talked about this, you know, when we were having a discussion that mm-hmm. people in a place of abandonment, people can become clingy, mm-hmm. you know, and smothering. Yeah, codependent. Codependent. Mm-hmm. All those attributes of being codependent. It's like yes. it's okay. Listen, yes, you're supposed to be in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're supposed to be together. You're supposed to be. Spend time together. Yeah. You wake up every day. You're spending yeah. life together. But right. there is life outside of that, you know, oh, yeah. that you should be doing. Oh, yeah. Like we talked about how you have your time with your guy, guy friends and you have time with your girlfriends or whoever, mm-hmm. your family, whoever yes. it is. Yes. Yeah, we, we have plenty of time to spend together. Yeah. But don't be so smothering that the person can't go nowhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where you going? You know what I'm saying? That's or whatever. Where the you know, sometimes people don't, in. you know, people get married and then 
the 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 woman may want to go see her uh, family. Like I don't want you, I don't want you around them. And whatever. Mm -hmm. This person is just smothering all of your time. They're yes. clingy. They're needy. You know what I'm saying? And that that can be unhealthy. Is it's what very I'm saying. unhealthy. It's okay to love the person, to appreciate the person, to be there for the person, uh -huh. but. It, it needs to be a balance. Definitely, you know what I mean. So that you can, so that you can have time. Sometimes it's okay to get around other people. Have some guys in my life. Of uh, course. Like uh, when I say this, and we talked about this too, mm -hmm. people that have the same values. Oh yeah. Because sometimes you know you can hang around people that don't have the same values. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. They're living a certain kind of way, and you hanging around them, and they like, yeah, man, you can just do this. You're like, nah, bro. Right. Don't roll like that. <laughs> or you with girls, women is or women, and they're saying something. Girl, please don't tell your man for this mm -hmm. and that. Girl, we don't, this is what I do. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. we need people with the same kind of values. Yes. That's uh -huh. a and that's a very dangerous thing. Yeah. To to be around people that don't have the same values yeah. as you believe in yes. for your marriage. Exactly. Because yeah. you want to have someone around you that has character too so that makes a difference you know values and character makes a, a big difference you know mm -hmm. of who you're around i've had and, and they say oh you know my daughter would say oh we i dealt with that in high school but you know um it doesn't stop in high school you right. have peer pressure as adults too you know yeah in every area of your life People are trying to pressure you to do something that is against your will. Some people, I remember having a friend that we're no longer friends now, but at the time we had a mutual, um, we worked together. And so we, we became friends, but she was always trying to have me to uh, sway her way. She knew that I was a Christian and I'd have fun with her, but I was not going, it was a boundary set for me. I had already done all the stuff. I've been to the clubs, I did all. So it wasn't enticing to me, but in her mind, she was going to get me to do that. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. So I don't know. Were you really going to the, you probably thinking about going to the club, well, wouldn't you? If I wanted to go, I'm grown enough to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just that. Had okay? to watch you. I got to watch you. See what you're doing. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? When you was going Is out Is that with controlling? Her. Are we getting into the control? <laughs> we're talking about control. Okay. <laughs> so some one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the codependency because sometimes this is, these are signs to, to find out if, or to let you know if you have codependency mm -hmm. tendencies, okay? Codependency traits are feeling responsible for solving other people's problems, mm. offering advice even when it isn't asked for, mm -hmm. poor communication regarding feelings of wants and needs, mm -hmm. uh, difficulty in adjusting to change. Now, this is just broadly saying in right. the relationship. Yeah. Um, ex um, expecting others to do as you say, mm. which is kind of controlling, um, kind of controlling, uh, difficulty in making decisions. <laughs> like when you know that you have to make a decision, but you can't do that unless that person is there oh. to make it for you almost. Mm, okay, you know what I'm okay. saying? You know you need to go and do something, but you're not going to make it without that person. Okay. It's a difference between agreement. Mm -hmm. Okay. We come into agreement on the things that we want for our marriage and things that we're going to do when it comes to major purchases and things like that. Um, and offering advice that isn't asked that, you know, when, and, and we have to explain those things. Mm -hmm. Controlling the narrative I think you should do this and that in the marriage. I'm telling you, you know, you don't need to do that. You need to do this. That's what I mean. Not just these are general things in marriage, but it happens in mm -hmm, relationships. Mm -hmm. um, uh, chronic anger, feeling used and unappreciated. 
One of those, um, and, and feeling isn't unappreciated. We have to be able to go down these lists and go explain them. But sometimes in a relationship, we discussed this uh, yesterday, when a person feels um, that they're using unappreciated, there are mm -hmm. two different ways we can look at that. Mm -hmm. When a person says to you, um, when they do something for I you. I list the stuff. Okay. Talk about me. Okay. I'm Okay. You want I list things <laughs> that I did for you. I, I go down my list. That. I know. I'm okay. just trying to tell you. So just say he does something for me. And I, I say, thank you. I appreciate you. I smooches and I'm doing all kind of sweet things for you. But as soon as I disagree with you, mm -hmm. uh, he will go down the list and say, I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. That is control. Because when you did it for me, I, I appreciate it. I said, yes, I appreciate it. And I thanked him and smooches and all that. But when you have to go down the list, what you're doing is we're not even talking about that. That we've done that. We've appreciated that. <laughs> and then you go on down this list telling me everything that you want to do. We're, let the problem be the problem. And that's what we discovered. I said, James, let the problem be the problem. It's not what you've done for me. I've already thanked you. But what you're doing in this situation and, and many people do, is tell everything that they've done for you, and it has nothing to do with the issue that I brought up that you're doing to me. So that is the control part in mm -hmm. a relationship. Yeah, I mean, He's looking pretty it, serious here now. No, no, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's true because, I mean, I think some of it is like human behavior. It is. You know, it's not, it's not good, but it's human behavior because you want to justify, Right. you know, okay, this, I, you're... I've done this, you know, it may be another whole situation. Right. And so you want that person to remember, hey, you know, I know you're saying something to me about this. Yes. Let me go back over here to this. Right. And, 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 and tell you I've what done. I did. Right. You know what I'm but, saying? To control this situation. Right. That we're talking about right now. Right. Exactly. So they really don't, one has nothing to do with the other. With but the we're other. kind of using that as a tool. Like, hey, I'm yes. going to take this and I'm going to use this as mm -hmm. a tool to, to uh, justify my actions now. Exactly. I see what you're saying. So it really does hurt the person because what happens is the feelings are not validated. And I think we talked about that on the previous. Um, yeah, validating your yeah, feelings. Yeah, validating the feelings because when a person comes and says, hey, I'm dealing with this and I feel like you're doing this, and you go down a list and say, I did all of these things for you. Why are you bringing this up? Do, do you not appreciate me? That has nothing to do with me. It's basically a way to you. say, leave mm -hmm. me alone on that. Right. Because of what I did. Okay. You know, it's like somebody saying, um, <laughs> you know, like if somebody has, you know, you have an issue that you're dealing with. Right. And then the person comes to you about the issue and you yes. say, well, I go to work every day, don't right. you know what I'm saying? That's true. I, I provide <laughs> for you, don't I? I provide food on, I put food on the table. So don't be coming to me about that. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly how So it's how a way I to feel, like get that person off of your back. <laughs> yes. By coming up with things that you can say, that right. the things that you did mm -hmm. to say, look, I do all this. So you right. shouldn't even be saying don't anything say about anything. But no, 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 no. We have to, we have to discuss yeah. everything. Everything. We have to bring every issue to the table. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then we also talked about, you know, as we get to a place of closing, how people can self-sabotage. Self oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, sabotage relationships. Yeah. You know, they sabotage. They may get to know people, but then because of that abandonment issue, as they get closer to people, they begin mm -hmm. to say, I'm, they're getting too close to me. Right. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm kind of afraid uh -huh. that, you know. They, they may hurt me, yep. so let me, I see them getting too close. They're getting yes. too close for comfort. Yes. And so now it's like, I'm okay, let me find a way to get out of this relationship. Mm -hmm. And we can do that too. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. In, uh, in, in friendships and or different find things. find a way 
to explode, have this anger thing going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I will say that was my thing. Mm -hmm. When I felt like you were trying to get too close or every year it would be this big blow up. And it was just, I, I, I was afraid. You know, a lot of times we don't know how to express the fear, but it is when you see signs, these are signs that there is something going on. Something the wrong. warning sign, the mm -hmm. check engine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. Okay. It, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But do you know, statistics says 90% of Americans have code, some kind of codependency. Yeah. Which is human. Mm -hmm. But excessive is is what we're Exce talking about. Yeah, excessive. Yeah, it's excessive to the point where you can begin to go back to abandonment mm -hmm. and, and and that abandonment issue that you have not dealt with. Right. You know that that thing that where you, nobody was there for you, or right. your father wasn't there, or your mother wasn't yes. there, or whoever was not there. And we have you the felt antidote. alone. You felt like you were just on your own. Yes. And so yeah, we have to be um, we we have to begin to to understand that we have to face that thing. We have yes. to begin to say, okay, maybe I have some issues here that I need to, to deal with. Right. You know, maybe I need help. Maybe I need some counseling. Yeah. You know, maybe I need some therapy well, so that I can some... begin to talk out yes. these particular things. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So on the next um, segment, I don't think we have enough time to share the, um, the solution. For oh yeah. This. We're going to talk about yeah. it next time. Uh huh. On the next marriage. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Huh? So, so yes, we, we, we didn't even get, we haven't even touched the surface of this yes. thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we have so much more to talk about, but we, we are, we are running, we have run out of time Yes. and because you know, uh, time flies when you're having fun, right? Yes. yes. And so we're going to talk about some of the, the solutions next time, mm -hmm. but what we wanted to do today before we close out is we wanted to just have a uh, communion with you today. Now you may, uh, you may not, uh, you, if you want to, you can go and get you some juice or if you have communion around and some crackers or something like that. But we want to just have this communion today just to yes. renew our covenant that God has given us, that God mm -hmm. has between us. Yes. And and so just like, you know, Jesus said every anytime he said, do this in remembrance of me. So yes. we're remembering today mm -hmm. what he did for us, what he did in our marriage when he yes. brought us together. You know, when we come into that divine relationship with Christ. It's like we're coming into a marriage. Yes. And we've come into a marriage with one another. Yes. And so we want to we want you to go ahead and share with us today as we share this communion. We're renewing our relationship with one another. Yes. And we're also renewing our relationship with Christ. Yes. Today. Amen. So as he was gathered with the 12, the Bible says that he took bread yes. and he said, he said, uh, this is my body, which was broken for you. Mm -hmm. We've been broken in our marriage. Mm -hmm. We've been through some things, oh, yeah. but, but God put us back together. He, yes. he brought us back together. He healed us. Yes. So he said, every time you do this, do this yes. in remembrance, yes. remembrance of me. Yes. Do this in remembrance of the brokenness that I went through. Mm -hmm. You went through brokenness and we, we went through brokenness in our marriage. Yes. So we were, we're remembering that Christ came in. And he put it back together. Amen. And so we're going to do this in remembrance of our Savior that yes. put our marriage back together. Amen. Amen. And after that, he took the cup. And then he said, this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant. We have a covenant here. We have a covenant. It's fresh. It's new. It's new every day. Yes. And we have a covenant with our Lord and Savior, yes. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so he said, 
Every time you take this cup, he said it's the covenant of his new blood, his blood. Listen, his blood covers your marriage. Yes. His blood covers your marriage. If you, when you're going through something, you need to, you need to, you need to plead the blood of Jesus yes. over your husband. You need to plead the blood of Jesus uh-huh. over your wife because yes. the blood has covered you guys mm-hmm. and you can make it. Yes. But you have to come together on one accord. Yes. And so as we drink this, this, this cup, we're drinking of the blood that Jesus, that was shed for our sins, mm-hmm. that was shed for us as for the remission of our, oh, sins. our sins. But it was also shed because so that he could bring us together as one. It's a marriage. It's yes. a marriage covenant. Mm-hmm. So we do this in remembrance of him. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we pray that as, as we have, have eaten of this bread and drank of this cup, that you will begin to do healing yes. in marriages today, God. Yes. In the name of Jesus, those marriages that are that are on the on the on the rocks, those marriages that are at the tip of the iceberg, they're they're getting ready to break down. Lord, we pray right now yes. that you that the blood covers, yes. Father God, and that as the bread has been eaten, God, that you would bring the pieces of that marriage back together. Remember it, yes. remember it, remember. remember, bring it back together, make yes. it whole again. Mm-hmm. Re- take all the pieces and remember them, yes. God. And Lord, we thank you today for those that have tuned in that will see this, that Lord, we thank you for the turnaround yes, God. that will come in their marriage, God, and they will never be the same in Jesus' name. Jesus name. So we want to thank you for tuning in today with us. We had such a wonderful time and we'll see you again. We'll see you again. We have so much more to discuss with you, so much more to share with you. So thank you for tuning in on the Marriage Reloaded Podcast. We'll thank see you, you next time. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.